0: Hey everybody, what I thought was going to be a quickie is not a quickie. This is actually a special edition of the pod and it's about the Queen of Pop, my favorite artist of all time. For those who have not experienced Madonna the way my generation did, stick around for this episode and you're going to understand why Madonna is the Queen of Pop.
1: I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us and all that we've been through. I wanted to talk about me and you. I remember when we first met. You didn't know who you were yet. I didn't know who I was. We grew up together. You believed in me when I was chubby. You believed in me when I thought that rolling around on the floor was dancing. You believed in me when my marriage failed. You believed. I didn't believe in myself. You've never had more fun with anyone else, and you know it. You've never had more fun. We grew up together. I'll always love you, darling.
0: Are you ready? Let's go.
2: Hey, Are you ready to pod? Hey, Let's hey, go. are you all ready? ready to get to it. Let's talk, talk, talk.
0: Are you ready to pod? Alex J.I. here. Alex. Are you ready to pod? Hey, 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 are you all ready? We are ready. Let's get to it. Ready. This is a special edition of Pod With Me. It's 1987. My sister kindly invites me to my first tour ever. Of course, she was two hours late, but no one cared because we were about to see the Who's That Girl Tour. The tour opens with the little boy that danced in the Open Your Heart music video. He walks onto on the stage, looks at the screen, a silhouette of Madonna comes on, and the crowd goes wild. It was a tour that later would have a huge impact on me. let me tell you when it all began, it began way before. 1982, Madonna comes out with Holiday. My sister again is nine years older. She listens to Adam Ant, Bull George, Culture Club, and my room was right next to her room. So she had a record player, and she would play non-stop music. Till I hear Madonna, I go over and I see what, I see the cover, this is Madonna, her face. Back then I was a Michael Jackson fan and Sidney Lauper fan. She was like a force. She just took over me. And I loved the first album. And like The Virgin comes out and forget it. I was crazy with Like A Virgin and Material Girl and all the songs in, in the entire album. My sister and I went to that first tour, but I was too small to go. I remember being in school and all the girls were dressing like Madonna. Madonna had her own style that she created. And um, I would be in class and girls would be dressed just like Madonna. Surely enough, when you look at the Virgin tour, When you look at the Virgin tour video, Madonna's fans are all dressed like her. With the whole wedding dress and and the scarf and everything Madonna used to wear, all the girls used to wear. I remember being with my sister in front of the TV because back then we had to wait for a music video premiere. Remember, there was no YouTube, there was nothing. In order to see a music video, you had to wait for its premiere. And MTV did it, I believe, on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. So there we were. We knew Madonna's Open Your Heart video was about to premiere. And there was my sister and I, sitting in front of the television, waiting for Open Your Heart. All of a sudden, there's Madonna reinvented. Her hair's cut short. She tricked us. I thought her hair went black, but it was a wig. She takes off the wig and it's her blonde with short hair. I loved her. I, I adapted to the new look, and uh, I loved the new album and the new songs. And later on, I happened to go to the Who's That Girl tour. Dance, to this is something very personal that I have not told anybody, but I guess this is part of the reason why I love her so much. And she's uh, actually helped me in some ways without even knowing. When her VHS came out for the Who's That Girl tour, the one I went to with my sister, I was 11 years old and in my little imagination, in my own little world, which I have a huge imagination, I pretended that I had a tour to do and I was in Madonna's tour. So I would put, I was a little bit overweight and in order to lose weight, I said to myself, well, I have to go on tour. And I put on garbage bags around so it could suck more sweat out and I could lose more weight. And at 9 p.m. every night, I will play the VHS of the whole Dead Girl tour. And I would dance from the beginning to the end of the tour every night. And that's how I lost weight. I was that concert has so much energy. and I loved every single song that I didn't mind exercising to it. And it gave me a lot of energy. And that is the first thing Madonna did for me. Well, of course, I did it myself, but loving her music so much and her energy that rubbed off on me I was able to lose weight with the Who's that Girl Tour, DHS. So right after, Like A Prayer comes out. Pepsi Cola uses Madonna in the commercials with the song and once her music video for Like A Prayer comes out, the commercials disappear and so does Madonna's contract. Now, you got to remember that back then, the world was very conservative. Remember, there was no YouTube. There was nothing. So it was pretty difficult to see things like that and no one read away. And uh, Madonna singing like a prayer in front of burning crosses and, and making out inside the church. Well, that didn't sit well. That was something that I would never forget. And it was very exciting because there was nothing like that going on. No, no girlfriend of mine could see Madonna. The parents wouldn't let them. Of course, they were still listening to her and, and trying to see her. But, you know parents couldn't find out. Then she goes on tour with her Blonde Ambition tour. Now, for the next two tours, Blonde Ambition and Girly Show, 1990, I believe, and and, uh, 93, she didn't come to Miami and my sister was married and I was still young. So I was not able to go to those two tours, but I was able to watch them live on HBO and they were very controversial.
2: My show is not a conventional rock show, but a theatrical presentation of my music. And like theater, it asks questions, provokes thoughts, and takes you on an emotional journey, portraying good and bad, light and dark, joy and sorrow, redemption and salvation. I do not endorse a way of life, but describe one and the audience is left to make its own decisions and judgments. This is what I consider freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and freedom of thought. To prevent me from performing my show, you, the Catholic Church, are saying that you do not believe in these freedoms. If you do not believe in these freedoms, you are imprisoning everyone's mind. When a mind is imprisoned, then our spiritual spiritual life dies. When the spirit dies, there is no reason to live. Every night, before I go on stage, I say a prayer, not only that my show will go well, but that the audience will watch with an open heart and an open mind and see it as a celebration of love, life, and humanity.
0: And during this tour, the Blonde Ambition tour, um it was very life-changing for me let me explain i was brought up in a city called hialeah that's where all the cubans live a very conservative time and a very conservative city i never saw one gay person no one i knew was gay probably there were but wouldn't show it wouldn't dare to show it the guys would joke about gay people Uh, putting gay people down in school, you know, very tough. Luckily for me, I have a very thick skin and I was able to smoothly go by the years, but it was not easy. But here comes Madonna with her documentary following her through the Blonde Ambition tour called Truth or Dare. I told my mom I was going to go play with the kids in the block and I did not. I walked eight blocks all the way to the movie theater Back then they were very strict on what movie kids could watch. If it was rated R, you couldn't get in. I said another movie since I was underage. Then I snuck into Truth or Dare. So the movie begins and I start to see that all her dancers are gay. Really gay. She lets them be who they are. Then there's a part where... I'm seeing a gay parade from New York. First time I'm seeing all this for the first time. Remember, there was no YouTube. There was nothing. I never saw anything gay. Then, towards the end of the movie, they play True Air. And they make one of the dancers kiss another dancer. And that was the first time I saw two guys kissing. Remember, my mind was programmed that it was wrong to like guys. And that's how my mind worked. Even though I knew I liked it. When I saw that kiss, my stomach went upside down. I remember sitting there alone in the theater and feeling weird, but at the same time feeling amazed, uh, feeling free, feeling that I'm not the only one, and it was very life-changing for me, eye-opener. I don't know how to explain it, but that marked for me another different level of love for my daughter because she stood up for the gay people, for gay rights, for everybody to be who they are. And that movie was, wow, amazing for us at that age to watch that in a world where around us is not like it is nowadays. It's a whole different world right now. Even though there's still going on, there's still stuff, but not as much as back then. And that movie was very special. Donna had to deal with a lot in truth or dare, the cops came in Canada, and didn't want her touching her private parts or doing the masturbation scene, which was when she performed like a virgin. Check this out.
2: Well, then we have to we pay have to a to fine. cancel the show. No. No, they would probably, probably take you to the station. they probably write you take you have to pay a fine. And you would be in the papers. you would be in every paper. they would probably take you to the Yeah. i will <laughs>
1: changing my phone.
2: You're lying. I'm not lying.
1: I am not lying. I swear to God. The police are there, and there's a
2: representative from the DA's office.
0: <laughs> yes. Daddy, I'm changing my Bring up what will and I'll give you the options. I just—they just told me that there's been complaints that simulated orgasms, blah 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 blah, is against their rules and regulations, blah 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 blah. I am not changing my shelf,
2: buddy. <laughs> I know you're not changing.
1: but would you wait five minutes till I straighten it out? What's to straighten out?
0: Hopefully you, can Hopefully you can just grab
2: your crotch and not get arrested. Ready! All you have to do is go out there and tell them I am not changing my show. I am an artist and this is how I choose to express myself. So then what do you have to tell them? God, it's gonna, everything's gonna have a okay. whole new meaning I know, in the show. Okay. Like, when I get, like when I say God and everything, mm-hmm. I'll be praying that I don't get arrested. <laughs> uh-huh. Where else am I
1: nasty? So how about do you believe in freedom Just don't let them take me. <laughs> celebration Come together in every nation that's right
0: this is when I really started to become at all with Madonna, because not only did I lose weight with her music I now felt comfortable with my sexuality which was something that no one did at that time in a world that was so conservative, so strict. Everybody made fun of it. And here we are watching Truth or Dare and feeling amazing and blown away. I hope you enjoyed my story on Why We Love Madonna, part one. Tomorrow on part two, I'm gonna discuss how I met her brother, Christopher Ciccone, and my two encounters the queen of pop don't fall off the pod you've been listening to a special edition of pod with me this is Alex J. Aguiar and don't forget that on Wednesday we have our quickie on Thursday our regular episode and on Friday on our Facebook page we're going to be live at 8.30pm with a surprise topic that's at facebook.com pod with me for more on pod with me you can go to AlexJAgiar.com. And remember, don't butt off the pod.